Hi, everybody. Gratefully Recovering Compulsive Overeater, Patty. Um, I was trying to figure out how to do the photos, but I can't uh, I can't connect with Mitchell on that, so it's fine. I Many of you had seen me anyway. Um, you know, I start. <laughs> I'm going to qualify. I started, um, first of all, I don't know if there's any newcomers here. I don't, I think I recognize almost everybody on the screen, but anyone, anyway, if you're a newcomer or if you think you might be a newcomer, because I'm a newcomer every day, I start every day like it's a new day, and that's how I work my program. Um, I started coming to Overeaters Anonymous in 1989. I weighed over 330 pounds. When I got to 330 on my scale, it went from 330 to 331, and it went, E, this error, like you're a piece of shit. Um, sorry to have to say that that way, but I was a piece of shit at that point. And what happened for me, that's what the, st the start of it, um, you know, it's it's February, so it's the second step, came to believe that a power greater than myself, which I call God, could restore me to sanity. So I'm going to be reading from um, some second some uh, second step pieces that I, I picked out for this meeting. Um, I spoke on Monday, so I'm not going to read the same ones. Um, I don't know why it just came out that it was the same week. Anyway, um, so when I came into Overeaters Anonymous, I just couldn't, I just couldn't stop eating. That's the, that's the truth of it. I just couldn't, I just ate all day and all night. And of course, at, the, at night, I thought I could start the next day. And then the next day came and anyway, I just couldn't, couldn't, couldn't do it. Just couldn't stop. I just ate and ate and ate. And when I came in, I saw, I told everybody it was a savory compulsive overeater because I loved potatoes. But then it turned out that I loved sugar just as much as potatoes. As a matter of fact, I mean, I could overeat anything. But certainly I wouldn't choose to overeat carrots or broccoli. I mean, there's no point. But I, I could eat butter. I could eat butter like I could eat a butter off the stick of butter. That might sound disgusting if you're not um, the, the, the kind of compulsive eater I am. But I used to um, used to have this four-way toaster. And I put in four toasts, four pieces of bread, and I put the toaster on. And then I had bread and I put butter on the bread. It wasn't even, it was cold right at the refrigerator. I had a lot of butter on there. So anyway, so um, what happened, what it was like and what, what it's like now, I I just have to tell you the details because I talked to my sponsor today about my sharing tonight. And, you know, a lot of people start sharing. By the way, there's somebody on this meeting who I heard share recently and she has beautiful pictures and you know who you are. And um, I did want to share my pictures, but it just didn't happen. But anyway, so I... Um, I think I was at the top range of the clothing of um, a store called Avenue that was in Oakland. But then there were these other stores when I was younger, and it was actually a catalog called Romans. I'm not advertising. It's, I'm sure it does not exist anymore. It's spelled R-O-A-M-A-N-S, and they had moo-moos. Like, I wouldn't go out of the house. I would sooner not go out of the house and wear a moo-moo. I was a young woman. I was fat. And I didn't want to wear a muumu. So anyway, um, so the start of my life was that my mother, I'm looking at a picture of her right here. She was a beautiful woman, even a young woman, but she had a 20 pound weight issue. And that 20 pound weight issue just came to me. And she told me that no one was going to love me because I was fat. And I have to tell you that I was 65 three years ago and I finally stopped hearing her voice. And she's been dead 40 years. 
40 years, I heard her voice in my head. And um, so I'm just going to read you something from, this is from the gray sheet. When I came into Overeaters Anonymous in 1989, there were two choices. It was a gray sheet or an orange sheet. And it's funny because I never really found out what the orange sheet was, even though orange is one of my favorite colors. But this is the gray sheet, and it's the original one from, says 1972, copyrighted on here. And this is a paragraph on it that I really like that I want to share with you. This is the food plan. Oh, let me just, just want to see where I am here. Hang on a second. I, oh, I got it here. Okay, it's going. Um, this is the food plan. It will get rid of the outer manifestation food. It's only part of the program. The 12 steps will take care of your living problems. You may ask, can I do it? Yes, the key is within yourself. All you need is honesty, willingness, and an open mind. Many of the things you hear here will sound strange at first. Just listen to the new ideas. Let them flow over you. Give these concepts time to settle. A choice is open to you. You can choose to become responsible to yourself for yourself. Learn one day at a time to like and love yourself. Reco recovery begins here. The choice is yours. Keep coming back. And that is found right on the gray sheet. It's a threefold piece of paper and it has two sides to it. And it gives you gives you the food plan. And you know something, if if you haven't heard of the food plan or if you've been on the food plan and you didn't like the food plan, it's fine. You don't have to like it. I liked it because I am an allergic to refined carbohydrate and sugar. And when I found this gray sheet, which was right in the beginning, because that's what was available, there were there was no dignity of choice pamphlet. And it wasn't talked about in program that you could find your own food plan and follow it with a sponsor or without a sponsor, whatever. This food plan had my name right on in there because I'm, I am allergic to potatoes, grains, peas, corn, beans, and of course, sugar, which I call azúcar in Spanish. And <clears throat> very early on, I was um, like, after I had gone to a couple of meetings, I went to Costco and it was in a part of the store I shouldn't have been in any way. It was all the bakery goods, which I knew were definitely not on my food plan or on the food plan that I was going to be on. And they had one of those big pink boxes that had a kid's, uh, uh, it was from a party for a kid who they forgot about the picking up the cake. So it was like, it had been $16 and then it was $4. So I thought, well, I'll, I, you know, I'll take that home and I'll, I'll cut it into little bits and put it in Ziploc bags and put it in my freezer. If any of you think it ever made to my refrigerator or my freezer or anything like that, it didn't happen. I ate the whole thing. And I, I ate till it was like going to come out of my nose, if you know what I mean. So anyway, I know some of you are not the kind of compulsive overeater I am, but this is my story. And I know there's some other people here who have this similar story. So I just want to read a couple of things for you. I have um, I have seven more minutes. <clears throat> Um, I want to start with reading from the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. This is on page 100. And <clears throat> for me, this pro I'm going to just read the paragraph first, and I'll explain to you what uh, how it relates to. It also re relates to the tools because it relates to service. Both you and the new man must walk day by day in the path of spiritual progress. If you persist, remarkable things will happen. When we look back, we realize the things which came to us 
when we put ourselves in God's hands were better than anything we could have planned. Follow the dictates of a higher power and you will presently live in a new world, no matter a new and wonderful world, no matter what your present circumstances. So it starts off with you and the new man or you and the new person. And that's a that's the service of being a sponsor. And then it talks about God. And that's what the second step is came to believe that a power greater than myself, which I call God, could restore me to sanity. And one of the other things that I found that is really lovely in our program is you don't we don't have to all believe in the same higher power. So it's um well, this is this is another paragraph that I'm going to share with you. It's on page 12 of our, our book, our 12 and 12 book. And it says, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm getting a little sore throat here. <clears throat> This is this starts little by little. We saw how much pain our way of living was causing us. Gradually, we we became to we came to believe we needed to change. In all of life, as well as with our food, we were irrational, unbalanced, and insane. If our willpower and determination couldn't change our unsus our unsuccessful way of living, what could? Clearly, if we were to if we were to be restored to sanity, we had to find a power greater than ourselves. At this point, most of us has tr had trouble had most of us had trouble for one reason or another with step two. Some of us did not believe in God. We despaired in finding a solution for our problems, even though we meant to find God. Some of us walked out of our first meeting when we heard the three-letter word mentioned and didn't return till years more of compulsive eating had made us desperate. Those of us who stuck around and began, work, began working the steps made a wonderful discovery. OA doesn't tell us we have to believe in God, only that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. We are invited to define that power however we wish and relate it in whatever way works for us. OA only suggests we remain open to spiritual growth and show tolerance for others by neither criticizing nor promoting specific religious doctrines in OA meetings. So that is what, what happens when a person is in OA in the beginning. They don't learn about anything about, they hear this G-O-D word, which is for me good order good orderly determination, which people use different ways of using that to the GOD. But for me, I was raised in a religion where we didn't get on our knees. And when I was a very young girl, about maybe five years old, my father found me on my knees in my room at the end of my bed with my hands like this. And he was passing by my room and he said, Patty, what are you doing? I said, I'm praying to God. And he said, oh, that's interesting. And he just kept walking. He never said that wasn't what, how we pray or anything like that. And so that was the early days for me of Overeaters Anonymous because I had come from another program. I was in our mother program. I had been sober for seven years, but that was the one thing I knew. I knew that God was gonna help me with this issue. 
I knew that no other power could help me but God. And that's my ex expression. But the way I really view God is in, in, in nature. Um, my husband and I live in a very small house. We have a very large garden both, on both sides. And I know that when my husband goes to the store and he buys a plant, like at Home Depot or at Annie's in Richmond, that plant has nothing to do with that store. That plant has to do with a higher power that created that green little thing. And then it has a flower or it's just green and it's a fern or whatever it should be. But the beauty of that is, is that it's God for me. It's nature. It's a higher power. Something created this for us. And I have one more little piece to read here. And then Mitchell has found my pictures. So Mitchell, can you just go ahead and show the beginning picture? I think you could figure it out with the denim thing on and my sister's pool in the background. This was me. Um, and this was my beginning picture in 1989. And I found that that and that was the size 50. That was size 50 top in the avenue in um I think it was in um El Cerrito around there someplace, that store. And then Mitchell, can you show me show the other photo for me, honey? Thanks. And this is what I look like. This was last spring. This is what I look like now. But as you can see, my hair, I did not do any curling. It my medication. Oh, I neglected to mention my my that I had a kidney transplant three years ago and about this time last year, I had my hat, my hair was had all fallen out. I had I was going to get a wig, and then what happens? All of a sudden, I got curly hair, and uh, I have to get a wig, and it's very curly, as you can see. It's all curly. Anyway, I just want to close with one more. I have fifty eight seconds, so I have plenty of time to read this. This is in the um, this is in the twelve and twelve from Alcoholics Anonymous, and this is on the last this is the last paragraph on step two. Therefore. <clears throat> Step two is the rallying point for all of us. Whether agnostic, atheist, or former believer, we can stand together on this step. True humility and open mind can lead us to faith, and every AA meeting is an assurance that God will restore us to sanity if rightly relate ourselves to him. So as I said in my share, it's not a hymn for me, it's an energy that I call God. So people call it good orderly direction. People call it um, all kinds of different names. You can call it anything you want. But I, in my, my uh, understanding of, that's my time, my understanding in Overeaters Anonymous, that if you believe in something greater than yourself, you can be restored to sanity. And, um, I have been restored to sanity in this program. Thanks, everybody, for listening.